Hey everyone, today on K's Vibe, we will be talking about mental illness. Mental illness as far as like things you're going through in the world or with yourself in your life that it causes you to have different changes in your natural your natural self. I know that it's a lot of things going on right now as far as like the coronavirus and shutting down of schools, um, people losing jobs, having to ration food, shortage on food, hiking prices on food, and also lowering the gas. Right now is where a time where people are panicking. People are panicking because of this virus that is deadly. People are isolating themselves in their house. People are isolating themselves from their family. Some jobs, like my job, is a central job. And regardless if our city becomes on lockdown, we have to go to work. So basically every day we're putting ourselves in danger to provide for our community the necessities that they need to get through this. So I'm going to tell you, mental illness, anxiety, panic attacks, depression is all I've been having. I, the other day at work, Jason went into a panic mode and started shaking uncontrollably. Couldn't really talk. I was stuttering. Um, about to pass out. Crying. Because you never know who walks in that door and has this virus. You never know when these hard times will have you having a problem tight with your money. A lot of places are giving extra food stamps. A lot of places are giving, you know, setting back their bills to be paid two months after this. But daily on the news, they report, okay, school's going to go back in April the 6th. Okay, school's going to go back in April the 30th. Okay, school probably is not going to go back until like Trump said, maybe September or August. I don't think anybody is thinking about how too much this is affecting people who attend school. I have been working for the last two years to graduate. And my graduation day was coming May the 8th. And now they have suspended our graduation um i was looking forward to that because a lot of schools are depending on what my grades will look like to even give me scholarships so college students seniors i feel you i feel how you feel far as like your graduation being taken away your last memories with your class being taken away I feel you when you, the stressing that you had is multiplied by three times now.
cut. How do you know will you be able to get to that college that you want to? Get the scholarships that you want when we can't interact with people right now. We can't go to college visits. We can't even go to our teachers right now. So it's like we're on our own with online school. Many people say just pass the kids. That's what I think too. But is it going to happen? No. So, mental illness. Panic attacks. It's all I've been having. But a good thing that you can do is to try to isolate yourself in the room with darkness. Cut off the lights. No sound, no notification, no Facebook, nothing. Cut off the TV. Put something cold over your eyes and breathe. Practice deep breathing exercises. Breathe for five seconds. Hold the breath for three seconds and then breathe out seven seconds. Try playing aquarium music, raining sounds, and etc. This is how you can cope with this time you're going through or even before this time. What's happening in the world. I need you not to panic and just to try to believe that things will get better. But right now, it's, it's nothing we can do. Radical acceptance is basically completely and totally accepting something from the depths of your soul. Basically knowing in your heart and your mind that you can't control it and it's going to happen. But if you accept the fact that it's coming, then you can act and prepare and keep yourself safe. So, you know this virus going on. You know that online school is happening. You're going to have to accept it, just like I did, and just do your best. Do your best and keep yourself safe. Don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. So anytime that you try to pretend that it doesn't exist, you're only drawing and draining your valuable energy. Just accept your condition yourself and then take it. Take the necessary steps that you need to take care of yourself. Um, the breathing exercise will really help with your anxiety. I had came to the point where, honestly, I've been having a hard time sleeping, insomnia. I would, if I had a hard time sleeping for hours and one time went to sleep, I would, you know, toss and turn and wake up in between hours. It wasn't a complete sleep because I could hear my heart beating so fast that I can hear it as a siren coming out of my ears. I can feel it in my chest. I thought something was wrong with me, which it was. It was my anxiety, the panicking, and the only little thing that could help it was trying to calm down a little bit, trying to calm down the best I could. And it still happens because you're still worrying and still have all this pressure on you that you can't control, but it's still laid upon you. And it's just hard. But 
Let me say something. Opposite to emotional thinking. You're acting the opposite way your emotions tell you to act. Far as like, say you're upset or you feeling anxious, you really need to try to calm down. Like meditate, try meditation, learning what that is and trying to control it. If you feeling manic, try to stabilize that. Honestly, it may be easy to say, but it's the hardest thing to try to put in play and try to manage. But when it does, it can't help. They have something called the five senses. And basically, you run through each of your senses and experiencing that in the moment. For example, imagine a PSD flashback coming onto you in the middle of class you stopping and you looking around you're seeing the movement of clocks and hands feeling the chair beneath you you listen to your teacher voice but you smell you smell aroma you chew a piece of gum things are running through your senses it's running through your senses only a few seconds and it will help keep your present and focus on what is real and what is happening now. So, when you're going through a mental illness, please try to go through your five senses so that you can honestly understand where you are and come out of that. Basically, breathing, smelling the air, listening completely of what that person is saying. Like when my manager told me to breathe, she held me and she was talking to me, but was I listening? I was listening in and out. I have to listen completely. Mental reframing. Mental reframing involves taking an emotion or stressor and thinking of it in a different way. I can honestly say that... Um, I've been going stressed with school, money tight, and far as I don't drive yet, it's difficulties all the time, and having problems with two classes I can't comprehend, and then worrying about a relationship. Um... Sometimes you're going to have to try to refrain from that thought. And you're going to have to try to refrain from it and practice techniques that can literally change your perspective of the situation you're in. And it takes skill and it takes time. It really does. Emotional awareness. If you live in denial of your emotions... It will take you far longer to take care of them. Because once we recognize what we're feeling, we can tackle it or whatever is causing it. So if you're feeling anxious, let yourself be anxious for a couple of minutes and then meditate. That's what I had to do. When I, I was at work and I went on my break. And I just called my auntie and asked her. I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. 
and I had to calm down and I had to realize what was happening and listen and do what she said which was meditate and then I could relax when you're feeling emotional you're sad at times I feel that you should try not to think about that sadness that breakup that heartache try not to think about that because it's just gonna amp you up so try to watch something happy on TV if you're angry try to listen to some common music if you have your emotions all amped up please just accept that you are feeling a certain way right now and let yourself feel that way and then take actions to completely diminish it because it's unhealthy and I try and I try so when I do I try to just think of something else don't even think about it it's really hard to say but it's something that you have to practice practice a lot you can't control that you have mental illness but you can control how you respond to the symptoms I was I was always told you can't control that something is happening to you right now but you can't control your actions this is not easy or simple but you can learn you can practice and you can perfect techniques to help you better your emotions spiritually and physically so keep trying the breathing techniques keep trying listening to common music trying to um do the five senses keep trying to do whatever you think that can help you get better in this situation it takes strength and persistence to recover from mental illness or as depression, anxiety, and ETC. You have to keep fighting these symptoms in order to feel better. Even when you feel weak or powerless against things that batter you every day, you are incredibly strong for living through it. And so I tell myself every day that I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. I may not want to hear somebody else say it, but I have to say it to myself. So just say it to yourself every day that you're going to get through it. You're going to make it. This is just a time right now, and it's going to get better. I Honestly, I feel better, a little better right now. At times, it will attack me at night when I try to go to sleep. Because that's when you're thinking the most. Try to get your mind off of it. You know, one in six people experience a common mental illness problem. Such as anxiety or depression in the past weeks. How do you know if your friend, your family member, or peer is experiencing mental health? Sometimes it will seem obvious when somebody is going through a hard time. But there is no simple way of knowing if they have mental health problem. Sometimes you don't need to know. It's more important to respond sensitively 
to someone who seems troubled than to find out whether or not they have a diagnosis. A lot of times, I just completely shut off people because how they respond. They're not helping me in the situation. They just respond as if they know what I'm going through and as if eh, I'm making a problem. So I just close people off and try to help myself. Although the symptoms are common with health issues, no two people have the same exact same way that they feel. If you know the person well, you may notice changes in their behavioral mood. If you notice changes in their behavioral mood, then you know that they're going through something. Let me tell you what signs of depression is. People who are depressed may have a low confidence, low interest in activities they normally enjoy, lose their appetite, get tired easily, be tearful, nervous, or irritable. At worst, they may feel suicidal. Sometimes, I'm not going to say I felt suicidal because I always had in my head that it's selfish. But I have felt unconfident. I have stopped doing a lot of things I used to do, like modeling or performing. And a lot of things I would even skip quiet practices because I I feel I haven't been eating as if I used to. I love food. I would eat all the time. But then when I start... Sometimes not me feeling sick is me feeling sick because I feel sad. So I wouldn't feel hungry. I would just feel tired. And I would just go to sleep and then wake up and still feel tired. I would feel nervous, shaky, tearful, just crying unexpectedly and being irritable. Irritable is when I would be at work and a customer would say something. And I would just go off quickly. And I wouldn't mean what I said. I was just acting in a moment because I was irritated. Signs of anxiety. Having difficulties concentrating. Anxiety is something that I deal with every day. When it comes to school, it's not easy for me. I just try to pray every day because I have difficulties concentrating. Yes, I'm very irritable. I get irritated very quick. I go off on everybody and they know that I don't mean it. And I try to calm down. I try to avoid certain situations as far as like coming in conflict with people. Sometimes talking to my manager or being around people. Or anything. I appear very red. You know. I will look sick. Or tense. Like stiff. And I will be startled by any sound. Panic attacks. Panic attacks are usually a sign of anxiety. Someone's having a panic attack 
experience is a sudden and intense sensation of fear that may breathe rapidly, sweat, feel very hot or cold, feel sick or feel faint. When I have anxiety and panic attacks, I feel like my chest is collapsing. I can't breathe. I'm sweating. I'm hot and I'm cold. I do feel dizzy about to pass out. I feel like my heart is beating very fast and rapidly that I can hear out my ears. It's making me feel crazy. What is OCD? OCD is a common form of anxiety involving distressing repetitive thoughts, compulsions, or the actions which people feel they must repeat to feel less anxious or stop their obsessive thoughts. Sometimes people who are distressed deliberately harm their bodies. I won't say that I harmed my body before. When I'm in that point and I feel like I can't get out of it, I may punch something. I may just repeatedly pray because I want this to be over with. Why do I feel like this? And nobody can help me but me. They usually harm themselves secretly. When you're dealing with self-harm as a way of dealing with intense emotional pain, they may cut themselves, burn, scar, or scratch themselves. Injure themselves, they may pull hair or swallow poisonous substance. I can say that I have experienced very panic attacks, um, depression, anxiety during this time because when I took my hair out, I saw clumps of hair come out, and I didn't pull at my hair. I didn't burn my hair. I didn't do anything, but stress, stress can be a big factor that can take your hair out, and I just cried because my hair is gone because of stress, so please take care of yourself or your body will respond in a negative way. Some people experience a severe mental health problem such as bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yeah. They may have periods where they experience their own or different reality. They may hear voices, see things no one else sees, hold unusual beliefs, feel exceptional, self-important, or read particular meanings into everyday life. Basically, the things that you can do to help is talking about mental health. If you're worried about someone, and it can be difficult to know what to do. Honestly, it's difficult to talk to anybody what I'm going through. So, I just try to go through it myself. But, when you are aware of this issue, it is important not to wait. Waiting and hoping that it will come to you for help might lose valuable time in getting them support. Talking to someone is often the first step to take when you know they are going through a hard time. This way you can find out what is troubling them and what you can do to help. Eight tips on talking about mental health. Set time aside with no distractions. 
It is important to provide an open and non-judgmental space with no distractions. Let them share as much or as little as they want to. When someone talks to me during this time, I don't want to feel pressured. They keep asking me what's wrong. What can I do? I just say I don't feel like it. I don't feel like talking right now. But eventually I will. Don't try to diagnose or second guess their feelings. I had my boyfriend or whatever. He I told him and then he would say, Well maybe you if you weren't doing this and that then you wouldn't be worrying. You shouldn't be worried. I didn't need that. I need comfort. I didn't need you second guessing how I feel right now because of such and such, you know. This is how I feel. You don't feel like that right now. You don't know what's going on in my head because you don't know what the reaction I would take from what you just said would do to me. So people really need to be sensitive to what you say. You probably aren't a medical expert. But while you may be happy to talk and offer support, you aren't a trained counselor. Try not to make assumptions about what is wrong or jump in too quickly with your own solution. Keep a open, keep questions open-ended. Say, why don't you tell me how you are feeling rather than I can see you are feeling very low. I hate when people do that. I like, yeah, of course. You know, try to keep your language neutral. Give the person time to answer and try not to grill them too many questions. I don't like that. That's why I just don't answer the phone. I just be to myself. Talk about well-being. Maybe you need to exercise. Having a healthy diet of food and taking a break can help protect mental health and sustain well-being. Talk about ways of discretion and ask if they find anything helpful. I think my mom does well. She will tell me too. What what did you eat? I need you to drink some water. I need you to cut the light off. Get something cold. Calm down, Shari. So, listen carefully to what they tell you. Repeat what they say back to them and ensure you understood it. You don't have to agree with what they are saying, but by showing you understood what, how they feel, you are letting them know you respect their feelings. Basically, when I got that response from my boyfriend, I knew that he just telling me what he thought I should know. He's not understanding, actually, and respecting how I felt. But it's all good. Offer them help in seeking professional support and provide information on ways to do this. One thing I don't like is when they say, well, go see a psychiatrist. Do you need a therapist? Are you taking your medication? Medication won't help nobody in the world if you you don't think it's going to help you. I can take all the medications I want and still won't work. It has to be me working on me. Knowing your limits. Ask for help or for the problem if it's serious. If you believe they are in 
immediate danger or they have injuries that need medical attention, you need to take action and make sure they are safe. So please, please, please. Try not to take this personally if they don't want to talk to you. This is a difficult time and it may result in them hurting themselves. Talking to someone you love can be difficult as though they might be worried they are hurting you. It is important to keep being open and honest and telling them that you care. It may also be helpful to give them information or organizations or people they can reach out to. Responding in a crisis. Listen without making judgments and concentrate on their needs in a moment. Ask them what helped them. Reassure and get them practical information and resources. Avoid confrontation. Ask if they need someone they would like to contact. Encourage them to seek appropriate professional help. If they have hurt themselves, make sure that they seek first aid first. If you're responding to a suicidal event, it's very important to encourage them to get help. You can also get help from your family, friends, or mental health services. You can ask how they are feeling and let them know that you are available to listen. Talking can be a great help to someone who's feeling suicidal, but it may be discretion for you. It is important for you to talk to someone about your feelings and see if it can get help. So, if you're feeling anxious, if you feel suicidal, if you're having mental health, if you're depressed, please talk to somebody. And I'm sure it will help. I know what you're going through. I've been through it daily a lot. Please get help. And today on this topic, we were talking about mental health illness. Listen to next topic on K's Vibes next Thursday. Thank you for enjoying and listening. I hope this helps you. I hope it doesn't sadden you, but I hope it gives you awareness and information. See you later.